calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Good day, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, it's lovely to have your company again for well, yet another IGN UK podcast. This uh, this time around, uh, I am employing the dream team once more. Alex Simmons is with us. What's up, everybody? Uh, who else? We've got Daniel Kruper. Hello. Hello there, Chris Tilly in the corner. All right. Hi. All right. Yeah. Very well. How is everybody? How's your week been? Good. This one's a bit of a sausage party, isn't it today? Hey. What? Wow. Is it not? Chris is sat here completely naked. <laughs> With a small cat batting it around. <laughs> these sausages. Well, yeah, we're good. I think we're in a like good a, mood today. It's, aren't like, we? it's like a Cumberland wheel. What is? Is it a wheel? It is a wheel. I've never heard it. It's I've a Cumberland it. ring. It's a Cumberland ring, isn't it? I don't know what we're talking about anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like a chipolata. Can we start the podcast? Oh, isn't it true <laughs> that. Porks have porks, pigs. <laughs> porks, those porks pigs in the field. have curly whirly penises. Yeah, they do. do. Yeah, yeah. corkscrew penis. Curly whirly, what like a little chocolate ladder? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> chocolate if, ladder. If ladders were really like that, that'd be amazing. Curly whirly's not curly or whirly. Are They're we very a, chewy. We should be chewy wooly. Undoubtedly. Are we a little bit overexcited today? It feels like anything could happen in the next hour. All of the next generation consoles are out. Boom. Um, how, how many going of you on early? <laughs> yeah. Getting this done, going and playing games. <laughs> oh, God, we should be, shouldn't we? Yeah. What else has happened? Oh, yeah, and what's happened? Who's bought what, then? Who's bought consoles? Who's got, who's got what? Uh, Chris, which ones did you buy? Uh, I haven't bought one yet. No. I'm waiting, to, I'm waiting to, for the dust to settle before I decide. Also, if I'm you not an early adopter. If you haven't pre-ordered, you're screwed. Fine. <laughs> that's, that's the face of a man who could not give less of a shit. I give yeah. it a few months and then I see what I want. Get it cheaper. Get it uh, cheaper. Yeah. I thought Tesco's had some. Supermarkets uh, do have them. Well, they had them last night. I don't right. know if they've still got them. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so did Asda. It was chaos. I don't yeah. know if it was. <laughs> I bet you could probably just stroll in today, pick one up. It's fine. Yeah. But also, the official PlayStation, they did a pop-up store in Covent Garden, didn't they? Yeah. They uh, and you could go and buy it. And they were tweeting, uh, I think it was probably around 10 or half 10 last night, and there were still like loads of places left in the queue. So, Oh, fine. But that was like when I got my PS3. There were 104 people in the queue for the official main launch on uh, HMV Oxford Street. Uh, and in comparison, for the Wii, there were 900 people. Wow. 
Interesting. That is, isn't it? Is so, it? It is. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know. A hundred people doesn't seem that much for really. a queue. Did we go down to the queue again and offer Xbox One and hundred pounds for... No, because we we've only got one Xbox One. We can't give that away because <laughs> we, we, we do. Well, uh, who could be no reviews on IGN for the next year? But <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just going to we're just going to guess. <laughs> but we're, we're going to have a nice lunch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what the PS4 that's come out today? We've got something on there already, haven't we? It's yeah, the IGN PlayStation app. Wow, it gives you the best. IGN experience designed purely for it's PlayStation 4. <laughs> it is good. It's really good. I think it's one of the best None things. None of those useless words. Just yeah. pictures and videos. Videos. Much easier. It's quicker, isn't it, Stu? Can't get the podcast. Yeah. But not for me. Can't get the podcast on there. And if you want to know about it, you can go to IGN and you can watch a video narrated by your very own Stuart Reed telling mm-hmm. you how to use the app. That's right. Use your app like I watched this. that video last night. It's a really good video. Thanks. It's very slick, especially when you use a line from Robocop as part of the script. Mm. Was that Alex? Is yeah, that's that that, that's really good. Yeah. That was really yeah. slick. Which yeah. line did he use? Oh, we've never was made something that slick leave? before. <laughs> 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 Xbox leave. <laughs> what else has been happening then? Doctor oh, did, Who. Yeah, did everybody sit down and watch it at the weekend? I watched it. What do you think? I watched it. I think, I yeah, we all watched it, yeah. I liked the last 20 minutes. I liked the first 20 minutes. I got a little bit bored in the middle, yeah. but then I'm not a huge Doctor Who fan. Yeah. But I thought it was pretty exciting um, at the end. I thought the little tips to the... Um, you know the classic stuff and the, yeah, the real hardcore fans are that, really nice I found that one concept of them all working on the same problem for all those years was really really mm. cool. very clever yeah it was really clever the rest of it like same was a bit, a bit and I'm not a big Tennant fan but it was fun watching him and Matt Smith yeah. together yeah I never liked David Tennant. I, oh, I stopped yeah. watching it during the Tennant I era. quite like some of those kind of lines that I think Moffat put into like almost right against Russell T Davis where they were going timey wimely wibbly wobbly and John Hurt very much Stephen Moffat going why are you ch- talking like children yeah I quite like that stuff yeah. cheeky cheeky we, we, in fact we had a, we had an email about uh, Doctor Who from Tarek Alkomi who says opinions and opinions and whether or not you like John Hurt as the war doctor and your opinions on whether Peter Capaldi is the last doctor the 1976 Deadly Assassin episode states the doctor can only regenerate 12 times yeah. and I'm a bit confused because is Capaldi the 13th doctor well they said that in the episode didn't they because they were like, they, he goes, they were talking, yeah. They, yeah, they were talking about it's the twelve uh, doctors working together. Don't forget the thirteenth or something. He goes, like that thirteenth. Yeah, I think that's a Scottish accent as well. I'm really confused by. You wrote the story up, and they still we're still confused, aren't no. we? No, because yeah. up until yeah, up until this aired, right, and nobody knew about, or up until nobody knew about John Hurt, Matt Smith was Doctor Number What Eleven. Yeah, but so, so now he's number twelve. Before John Hurt, yeah, they didn't have a problem until Capaldi died. Capaldi, but, but they, yeah, his his doctor. Okay, so the, it's got all building towards the Christmas episode with Do, um, with Matt Smith, mm. and that's why he was getting really sad in that episode last week, where he was like, "I don't want to go to this planet because I've seen our death." Because mm. Matt Smith knows when he dies, the Doctor's death is supposed to be. He's the last that's one, right. so there's going to be something in the Christmas episode that kind of negates that rewrites it gives him extra gener- regenerations you can be awarded extra regenerations apparently well the suggestion that the article like, it's all a load of fucking well, of course it's all a load of shit it's isn't like, it what it's not, what do you think it was real I don't know but it's just I would like some kind of believable lore it just sounds like they make it up as they go along but the story I wrote was that now John Hurt War Doctor is canon and they were saying he's also used up a regeneration in an episode called Journey's End yeah which means 
he's done all his regeneration, so that, that's why he's dead. Really ups the, it kind of it kind of would have really upped the stakes for the Christmas episode if you didn't know they'd catch someone new. <laughs> Because yeah, yeah, you know yeah. this Capaldi, yeah, kind yeah. Of, it does undermine the drama. Yeah, and we didn't have yeah. to watch that bloody Zoe Ball special that they did what at the time. What was oh, yeah. that? Well, yeah. the set, I'm talking oh, the first oh, one. There's well, been yeah. two the, now. The oh, yeah. that first one was awful as well. So, Rufus Hound. So the first question yeah. is, why is why is Zoe Ball become the official BBC mouthpiece for Doctor Who? <laughs> what, excuse That's me. Was that was that Paulie's rider? I've got absolutely ball. Cock and That's my official oh. mouthpiece. <laughs> Cock and balls. <laughs> Cock and <Zoe> balls. <laughs> anyway, you, oh, you wouldn't though, would you? Would you? <laughs> no, that's. But the, the film also made nearly two million pounds in the cinema over the weekend, making it the third most successful film. That's crazy. Yeah, behind Hunger Games and Gravity, and bad. it only screened the one time really as well. Mm, yeah. So we we did a little video, Dan and I, which will be up on the site yeah. um, by the time this goes live. Just talking about what that means. Will other TV shows follow suit? There's money to be made. I think I think it made something like ten million worldwide. That's not bad because it wouldn't have cost them anywhere near that to make. Would no. It? So I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of TV companies are looking at that and thinking... Is that getting taken off our licence fee? For exactly. That's a very good point. On the heart, Alex. You should. If you pay a licence fee, you should have got a free ticket to the cinema. cinema yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. Because isn't that... Well, mm, but the BBC would say, ah, oh, well, you can actually watch this programme at well, home. It's an extra. You don't have to pay. Because I think the whole thought point about the BBC is they basically, anything they do must be viewable by everybody in this country. Is that right? I'm if pretty sure license, if you right. paid your license fee. So they can say to you, well, you so, can watch it at so, home. So if I pay my license fee but don't own a telly, they're going to buy me a telly? They've got to do everything they possibly can. I don't think so. <laughs> but did I read somewhere that you don't, if you haven't got a TV, you can, you're still like legally allowed to watch iPlayer? No, you need a license. It asks you, have you got a license fee? So Does it's it? Like an iPlayer. Does it? Yeah, when you reset your cookies, it says, do you have a like, um, like, um, TV license? And you also need a TV license to watch DVDs, right? No, no surely not. I thought uh, it was well, something depends. like that. I thought that's what I heard when I was at uni. That uh, if, they're, if they're DVDs of BBC TV programmes, you probably would. <laughs> if, um, if you, no, bought, them, you bought them. <laughs> I'm worried we're getting bogged down in talking about license, the BBC <laughs> licence. Do you need a licence for you if you've illegally downloaded Sherlock and are watching it? Nah. Nah, it's fine. Okay. Nah, it's fine. What, one other thing we've done as well is we went down to the Star Wars auditions at the weekend. I haven't finished talking about the licence fee, Chris. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, young Richard Bearpart went down and shot some interviews with um, the budding Luke's and Hans and layers, hoping to be in episode seven. But you say budding. budding. You say budding. Yeah, have you seen the video? Yeah, I think it's lovely. It's I think it's lovely to see the new hopefuls, as Daniel called them, rather cleverly. That's clever, isn't it? But yeah, if you want, to, if you want to see uh, who who was going for a part and their impressions of various Star Wars characters, I, I thought um, some of them. Obviously, it was quite a big turnaround. Lots of people to get through. And some of the responses they came out with, like they literally looked at the CV and threw it on the floor and then just yeah. told them to get out, which I thought yeah. was just genius. Yeah, they all said that. I've watched a lot of the ones that didn't even make it in the video and they all said it was it was initially literally just based on how you looked, if you had the look that they were looking for. Right. It's a bit like getting a job here, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Like that dude that <laughs> came in disfigured. and he looked like a huge big slugger man. Yeah, give him a job. Yeah. Don't <laughs> let him near the salt. <laughs> don't, call, don't talk about Bear Park like that. Maybe we should do next time we're looking for a member of staff. The we should do ginger, an open casting. The dark ginger prince. Oh, my God. oh no! That'd be brilliant. No. But that video's up on the site as well. If you want to see what the Souls auditions were and like, it, and it's on the front page of the IGM PlayStation Four app. Ooh, there you go. Get that. I just, I just turned it on the PS Four right there. there That's you go. Instant. Yeah. Instant. That's because it's got three operating systems. 
That's Xbox. That's you Xbox. Fool. How many's PS4 got? 16. Okay. I don't know. Don't know. News. Brian News. got hit by a car. Yeah. So oh, I've, I've not oh, seen bring this. Bring it to me gently. Spo- spoilers. <laughs> I've not seen this, but yeah, Family Guy, they killed off one of the main characters uh, this week. Uh, Brian, the lovable talking dog, got hit by a car. And apparently they think he can't come back because they thought he could come back because Stewie has a time machine, but it doesn't work anymore. Oh. And they've already what? replaced him. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, it's, um, it's voiced by Thingy, isn't it? Paulie Walnuts. From, from yeah, Spranos. Tony Siriso. Is the actor? Yeah, he's a dog called Vinny who's now. That's going to get tired. They've 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 killed off Family Guy characters before. And they, I think they killed Meg like two or three episodes ago, and she came back. But they're saying this is it, this aren't is they? This one, is yeah. a proper death. But Brian seems quite a useful character because he's almost like he's the one that comments on everything else around him. Yeah, he's the, kind of the cut through voice. Hmm. There's one of the theories is because it, his voice is quite similar to actually. Seth MacFarlane's voice, a particularly singing voice, and Seth MacFarlane's doing a lot of singing these days. So maybe he wants to ask Brian to, so people forget he well, sounds like a dog. I was going to say, just don't give him any, don't give Brian any more songs. You have to kill him. Um, but they're, they're, I, I, they're, I'm not, I've not been watching it so much lately, to be honest. It's no, not like appointment TV anymore. I'll, I'll catch the odd episode, but it's still fun when you yeah. watch it. But yeah. I know what you mean. But do you think TV, like in general, is like that these days, with very, very rare exceptions? You know, something like Sherlock is probably an appointment to watch TV, but can you think of almost anything else that you absolutely have to watch? But I think with something like Family Guy, it's something that's gone on too long. I would watch it every week before, but it's the 12th season now, and it's hard to keep. Simpsons. When I was a kid, I used to, like, every Sunday night, have to watch the new episode of Simpsons. You watch the first... Do they even still do new episodes? I don't know. Well, they must do. Still going, yeah. yeah. Like, every, like, weekend for, like, I don't know, five years when I was younger... Sunday night, six o'clock, Sky One. Watch yep. the old episode first, half six, new yeah. episode. Yeah. It was brilliant. Had to watch it every week. Well, it's got everyone talking about Family Guy again. Yeah. Yeah, but for all the wrong reasons. For yeah. all the wrong reasons. Are they actually going to watch it is the thing, right? Well, we did a poll um, and 46% of IGN readers hate the idea. Of, of Brian being dead? Yeah. Or watching Family Guy? <laughs> Brian <laughs> being dead. Polls. 33% are wary Saying it's too early to I wouldn't put that in the poll. <laughs> it's too early to tell, but I think this could be a mistake because the end of that sentence. Um, 14% say they're intrigued. I think it could be cool. And then 6% say, I love it. It's a gutsy move that should shake things up. <laughs> so uh, I, feel, I feel like we're putting words in their mouth. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. I love I'm it. Very... I feel it's a gutsy move. I'm curious. Are you? Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. In other news, the Xbox One has sold, drum roll please, one million units. The same amount as PlayStation 4. How convenient. With a few caveats. That's handy, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, sales exceeded Xbox 360's launch, setting a new record for Microsoft's Xbox brand. Uh, last week, Sony revealed that the PS4 had also sold similarly. So, it says here, in the last 24 hours, players have driven 3.6 million miles in Forza Motorsport 5. I didn't realise you had to say it in Forza. Forza. Yeah, Forza, not That's Forza. A, I say Forza. Forza, dear. You, you also say Espresso, not <clears throat> Espresso. 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 Okay. Who says Espresso? Oh, some Idiots. people in, in this office do. Do they? Oh, do they? Yeah, people say Espresso. Name names. Mm. No. Go on. Some people no. say etc. It's not mm. etc. Yeah. My mum still says frustrating, which makes me want to... Oh, it kills me. It kills me. Every time I tell her and then six months later, I'll hear it again. I do frustrate her a lot, though. 
Um, anyway, my mum can't say Mitsubishi. What she say? Which just can't say it. She knows that. She knows now. But sometimes I don't know. Sometimes she's just being silent. I'm going. Are you trying to say Mitsubishi? She's like, yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm, joking, <laughs> I'm, joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, but she can't say it, and now she knows she can't say it, so she doesn't even try. You should try and get it into conversation. To be honest, it doesn't come about. But we used to have a Mitsubishi TV on as a kid. That's difficult. Yeah, she couldn't ring up. Well, you'd have to use its full name when referring to it. Yeah. <laughs> Please turn on the Mitsubishi TV. She's got five of them. Which mum just really likes proper nouns. <laughs> I, well, the podcast taught your mum a rude word, didn't it? It did, yeah. yeah. Which one? C word. That word. Really? Yeah. Mum yeah. didn't know what the C word was. Chris. Oh my God, now she drops it all the time. I always, supermarket. C bombs. She always C bombs everywhere now in Marks and Sparks. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Marks and C, she calls it. <laughs> Say cunt. <laughs> oh no, don't actually oh, say it. it. She's going to hear that one now. Yeah. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Maybe that's what she writes on your Christmas card. Happy <laughs> Christmas, my dear little cunt. Oh. oh. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. EA Canada news. <laughs> so, EA Canada is developing an open Star Wars game. Sorry, open world. Open Star Wars. For next gen consoles, according to a job listing discovered by Kotaku. Uh, so they're looking for an experienced animation director to help divine, define and deliver on the vision of a major new next-gen open-world action game. I wanted to divine. I wanted to go around with it like well, a court. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good game. Let's find a big... A big I, I can't speak to that. <laughs> um, so uh, other roles that are listed as uh, an exec producer role. <laughs> What's so funny about that? What's wrong with that today? Nothing. What? Carry on. Um, and uh, which indicate a collaborative process between EA Canada in Vancouver and Visceral Games in Redwood Shores. Now, obviously, uh, other Star Wars game that's in development is Battlefront. Star Wars Battlefront for next gen. We've seen a, what, a 15-second trailer, but everybody is creaming themselves over that. So, Rightly so. That looks good. Like, Snowspeeder, Hoth, next gen, I'm there. On Battlefield. What about this game? Next gen open. Uh, I'm not really fussed about open. But open world. Well, it dep- it dep- I guess it depends no, what it's like. GTA is open world. Yeah, I know, but it's not going to be anything like that. It's going to be. Star Wars games are always disappointing. It could be like that. It could be. All right. I'm excited. There you go. There you go. Yeah, cool. I, I want to believe, but I've been burnt by Star Wars so many times in the past. What was that the strap line from? I want to believe. I want to believe. Um, uh, X-Files. X-Files, yeah. Spooky. Mm. Mm. Funnily enough, talking about X-Files, uh, a teardown has revealed that the Xbox One costs £55 more to make than the PS4. How much? £55. $90. So the console <laughs> costs $332. The Kinect costs $75. Controller 15 Power brick. $25 for the power brick. Wow. Ooh. $10 for the headset and, wow, $14 to produce the thing in production costs. They're not getting paid very much. Well, the actual labour costs. Yeah, that's the actual labour costs. Wow. Well, surely it's all done by robot, right? That's no so, way to talk about the Chinese. Mm. <laughs> so the memory is cheaper than the PS4s. $60, $28 less. It's older. Than the PS4. Yes, yes, yes. That's it, really. That's well, the story. Is the GPU, CPU more expensive? Well, uh, the biggest cost driver, according to Andrew Rasweiler, who's the IHS analyst who oversaw the teardown, is AMD's microprocessor. It's similar to the one found on the PS4, the chip combining a CPU and a graphics processing unit, with its cost estimated at $110, which is only around $10 more than the AMD chip in the PS4. Somebody made a really good point on Reddit the other day. You know who the real winner is this console generation? AMD. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've got the chips in the Wii U. 
yep. Xbox One and PS4. Mm. And to go back to your previous story about Xbox sales, do you see that figure in one weekend on sale in the UK, Xbox has pretty much almost overtaken how many we user really have been sold in the UK? In total? Yeah, since it launched last in year. year. In a year. One weekend, one year. Whoopsie. Oops. Is there any hope for the Wii U? It's been at least two weeks since we've asked that question. Well, Mario 3D World is out today, and it's an amazing game, but yeah, it does not have a hope in hell. <laughs> Again, putting it out the same day <clears throat> as PlayStation 4 comes out. Ballsy. <laughs> Stupid, one of the two. <laughs> yes. and lots of Wii U's on the Amazon uh, Black Friday. Friday sale, like, yeah. yeah. It's but, not... I, it's still not enough games. I'm great that there's a really good Mario game on there. But I don't want to. But you knew there was going to be a really good Mario game on there. But and there'll be a really good a, Zelda game on there in a year or two yeah. time. So maybe I'll buy it in a year or two. Yeah, when it's ten pounds. But not right now. Ten pounds. I wish it was. That'd be amazing. Um, last bit of news is this. I actually, take this with a pinch of salt. Um, but overnight, Sony has registered a pair of domains that suggest a movie adaptation of The Last of Us mm. could be a possibility. Um, they've registered the domains thelastofus-movie.com and thelastofusmovie.net. They were registered on the 25th of November by Sony's online brand protection agency, Mark Monitor. Funny surname. So, yeah. <laughs> um, he's, got, he's been very busy. Um, obviously, they could just be protecting the brand. You don't want anyone else to have those just in case one day you want to adapt and you have to buy it off them for mm. loads of money. But... Mm could happen there's quite a few video game movies yeah. like what i would refer to is kind of like the second generation of video game movies where they've actually got kind of decent stars and decent yeah. talent associated there is with hope them. there is hope yeah um the last of the movie like i can understand why you maybe want to i like adapt something like assassin's creed mm. slightly open world but last of us has such a very defined well the last of us is like a movie you, you could almost play. cut out the gameplay sections and you've got a movie. last of us movie yeah. yeah but at the same obviously that is telling one person's uh, sort of story i suppose you can There's lift lots the infection of stories. you can lift the infection but then it's going to look very much like i think i am legend or... i think it'd make a really good tv show but it would feel walking, a lot like walking dead yeah. which so. do you know how we could request uh, an executive producer credit on that movie daniel under what circumstances no. If Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg <gasps> end up making that movie, oh, yeah. that could be down oh, to us. Because yeah. we introduced these guys to the, mo- uh, to the game we when they came magic in our office. Happen. And they already know the guys from Naughty Dog as well. They recorded oh. a commentary for us, which everyone should watch on the site because it's really it's funny. It's really funny, and, isn't it? And sad as well. Could happen. Could, could happen. happen. How, about a, how about a film version of The Ashes 2013 game that's come out? Yeah, how well, much fun would that be? Yeah, who could direct it? Well, Danny Dyer could star. <laughs> Who could direct it? Would you need anybody directing no. it? Or <laughs> Let Danny Dyer direct. <laughs> yeah. So well, yeah, this face. one man movie. This has not gone well, has it? Uh, Ash's 2013 game that made a brief appearance on Steam last week has now been officially canned. So there'll be uh, no console version as they previously planned. And they're also refunding the money to the people yep. who've made the wow. mistake of buying it. Yeah. And they released quite a lengthy statement about it. Um, they said the chosen developer, even with their many years of cricket game development experience, was unable to overcome the unexpected challenges that the co- chosen game engine threw up. But, so we've seen some clips of the game. It, honestly, and I want to play it. It looks broken. hilarious. But it's, it's not... How they even thought that they could put it out is just... Yeah. I, well, so it, it didn't go through any sort of Obviously, QA at all. Day, it's almost like you feel like they've released it and they've just pleaded ignorance. Go, like, can you at school? 
I was working when I was working when we were playing it. Quality when we pretty, tried it, yeah. yeah. I, I I wondered whether somebody had accidentally pushed pushed it on Steam and right. it shouldn't have gone. Oh. I don't know because they've already delayed it. And because oh, my favourite bit is when the guy so tries to throw the ball. They just fall over. Well, get, the, but I guess it came to a point where they couldn't delay it any longer because the ashes will be over out, soon. Yeah, yeah. But, so they had to. But it's, it's, it's just, it doesn't work. But 505 Games received all assurances from the developer that the engine was up to the task of creating a dynamic, wow. cutting-edge cricket game for the modern age. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Unfortunately, it, these assurances were found to be misplaced. It definitely takes cricket. <laughs> takes cricket in a new direction. They, um, they, it's, it's really embarrassing, actually. They, they, in the statement, they apologised publicly and sincerely to our licensers, the ECB and Cricket Australia. Jesus. And also, um, our deepest apologies are reserved for the fans of cricket and cricket games worldwide. Cricket in general. Apologise to the fans of cricket. Like, we've shamed you all. The England team did that last week. Hey! hey. <laughs> anyway, bad times. Yeah. Um, we've had an absolute slew of reader feedback over the last uh, week or so. It's an avalanche. We literally couldn't open yeah. the office door no, we this morning. Could we? No, we Just the piles and piles. Yeah. First up, Joshua Piggott Smith writes in and says Everything I've seen so far about the Xbox One review is about the US side of things. Will you. Uh, so he wants to know some uh, questions about the UK version. He actually asked us to do a UK version of the review, which I don't think is necessary, but we should highlight what it can do. So he wants to know. Will it work with a UView box, a Skybox, or a Virgin Media box? And by work, does it have the same abilities as it does with US broadcasters? And is there a football equivalent to all the NFL stuff? Short answer, we don't know. You can run the the boxes through it. Yeah. But it doesn't have any of the interactive stuff yet. And of course, if you run the boxes through it, you're going to have problems because it outputs at 60 frames a second. And British TV runs at 50 frames a second. So you get micro stutter if you run British TVs through your Xbox. Games aren't affected, of course, because, you know, they run natively at 60 frames a second. But because British TV runs at 50 frames... Yeah, 50 hertz. 25 frames a second, 50 hertz. Um, You you try and, like, stretch that into 60 hertz, 30 frames a second or 60 frames a second, and it's not going to fit correctly, so So you get this stuttering effect. We were speaking about this the other day, because obviously you know way more about this sort of stuff. Mm, I make it up as I go on. Is that just because... Microsoft just not bothered. Like, they've not looked into it enough to, like, preempt that problem. <laughs> well, I don't know, because... And can it be fixed through a software patch? I'm, I'm pretty, sure, it, I'm pretty yeah. sure you can fix it through a software patch. Yeah. Okay. I can't see that being a problem. But the issue then is, when you do the side-by-side thing on oh, screen, you've got the game running at 60 frames a second, you've got the TV running at... Trying to run, make the TV run at 50 frames a second. That's not going to work. I can't see that working at all. What will happen? Well, it, you can't... As far as I know, you can't, can't, you can't create TV. Yeah, you can't ah. create a frame that's part fifty hertz and part sixty ah. hertz. So they've screwed it. But then I wonder so, how many people are going to be susceptible to this. I mean, it's the kind of thing I notice. It's the kind of thing some people notice. But so what would it look like? A flickering? Well, just a slight. A, a good case in point would be to watch like the BBC News Channel with the ticker that runs along the bottom. You would actually see instead of the ticker running smoothly, it would kind of judder along. Oh. Yeah, mm. but then you you know if on current gen stuff, if you if you watching most of my BBC news, and all about the ticket, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you watch stuff on iPlayer on a, a PS3, that outputs at sixty frames or sixty hertz, thirty yeah. frames a second, sixty frames a second, whatever. You can tell the bake off thirty, can you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say what. You, you're not you're not taking this seriously. Uh, I've got an email from Marty Kings who says. Uh, with the release of Xbox One and PS4 being a bit underwhelming, is the real revolution in next-gen gaming the Oculus Rift? 
No. Who says it's underwhelming? Loads of people are saying the Swift is the to keep your eye on. I think it's going to be a smart piece of technology, but I don't think it's going to go wide. Yeah, so um, Bird Park and I, the Ginger Prince, um, we went to a meetup the other night of indie game devs who were building for the Oculus Rift. Right. And we got to like try some stuff out. And people are doing some cool things with it. If you get Unity, which is kind of the freeware game development engine, um, although you have to play, you have to pay for the premium if you want the Oculus Rift plugins. Mm. But it, you can easily develop for Oculus Rift right. at a dev indie level. Yeah. Um, they are doing some really creative things with it. So there's this one game called Tomb. And what it is, is you, the person wearing the Oculus Rift, they're in a big labyrinth. And in the labyrinth with them are two monsters, one Minotaur, one Cyclops, very much based on the kind of like Ray Harryhausen kind of monsters. So kids can play. It's not too gory or scary, right. but it's kind of a bit spooky. Sounds quite scary. Yeah, it's scary without being horrifying. Right. <clears throat> and people watch on screen. turned into John Snow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've turned into John Snow. No, I have. All oh, right. It sounds uh, very scary. I thought, God, I thought you mean Game of Thrones. Then. You need to give that reference some context. We'll get on to that. All our American listeners going, he sounds nothing like John Snow. Um, <laughs> Actually, the funny thing is, you do sound a bit like John Snow. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, back to Tomb. So the people, people in, who aren't wearing Oculus Rift, yeah. they're split into two teams, and they're just watching screens, and that's like a top-down view of the labyrinth. Yeah, and they can choose to either help the player um, avoid the monsters, or they can direct him towards them. Sounds like a nightmare. That's what the inspiration for the game. Right. And so it's it, it's something that can do really interesting, like, party games. Yeah. And kind of cool ride-like experiences. But I do wor- worry about it, whether you'd want to wear it for, like, a four-hour gaming session yeah. to play yeah. the next GTA. Because at the moment, I feel it's more like an attraction. You put it on, you play something for five for minutes, few you, minutes, you take it off, and you're like, that and, was awesome. And, but in, in that even that brief period of time, you're like, oh, my God, my brain is a bit fried. If you're and wearing it for you know, any longer um, than that. Nausea is a big problem with it yeah. that they're really having to solve because if you don't have a reference point, like a gun or a crosshair or something yeah. like that, if you take those away, people who wear them, like mm. it's like really high nausea rate. And people it's like, like car sickness, isn't Because you need, for your inner ear, you need some kind of fixed yeah. reference point. If you take right. that away, you just think you're spinning in space. Yeah. That's why if you get car sick, the thing to do is to focus on the car in front of you. Apparently. No, so, if you drive. So, Marty, that was the long version of the answer. Uh, the short version is no. Yeah. <laughs> <Good>. Interesting <laughs> text. I just don't think it's going to be mass market. Yeah. Fair uh, enough. My name is Tarek and I'm from Egypt, living in the UK. I'm only 13, but is it just me or is everyone so ignorant that the PS4 is releasing in more territories, thus inevitably selling more than Xbox One? Well, that's not true. Well, like further down the line, yes, but I think, is this based off of the story we were talking about last week where it sold a million? And that was only in North America. Right. And the Xbox this week was based on 13 yeah. territories. Uh, and obviously it's too early to say about PlayStation 4 in Europe, etc. Yeah. And neither out so. in Japan. No. Mm. You'd, be a bit, you'd be a bit fucked off if you were Japanese, wouldn't you? Well, like, in general. <laughs> like Sony, you know, Sony Japanese company. Yeah. PS4 is not coming out until next year. Mm. Exactly. Do, why is the, what's the reason behind it? Well, um, when they I know spoke, it's safe. So, this, like back in March, I was talking to somebody from uh, Sony Europe, uh, and I basically said, "Look, obviously it's going to come out in Japan this year, but surely, like, not Europe." And he was like, "Well, you'd be surprised because Europe is a bigger territory than Japan." And I was like, oh, "Okay, see what happens." And here we are. Hmm. So, probably simple as that. They will make more money by releasing it in Europe. Goodness. 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 
So there you go. Fact. I, I think they probably just think Japan's absolutely safe. Exactly. Go, go, I think like, that, Xbox not even said whether they're going to release uh, well, that. That's the thing, right? If you look at uh, how competitive the marketplace is in Europe and the US, obviously you've got two big hitters. Xbox, there's nothing in Japan. So they know that PS4 is going to sell bucket loads over there. I guess they're just going to rinse them for more cash out of the current gen first then. And then release well, they've got, well, they've got the Vita TV. That's quite cool. It's quite cool, but it's not PS4, is it? No. Uh, and Vita, some, Vita's doing all right. What, the, the, the new version of the Vita? Yep. New yep. version of the Vita? Yeah. It's, uh, it's not got an OLED screen. It's got an LED screen. Yeah. Mm. Saving on the dollar. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Gaz Robert says, um, I was wondering after playing many a game of drinking FIFA that in the next game you should be able to control the ref. Almost like the special guest referee mode on the WWE games. What do you think? I think it would be epic. You could like award penalties for throw-ins. <laughs> Basically, he wants to abuse power and like fuck over his mates while playing FIFA. What's drinking FIFA? I don't know. Take a shot. If you, like, your mate has to take a shot if you score. Or Yeah, like, Gaz, can you like send us in the rules for drinking FIFA? Yeah. Yeah. I bet Dan Kilby knows what those rules are. I think that's a good idea. I, I, I like... If you can't abuse it, yeah. Yeah. I, or, I, or if you, someone's going to take it seriously. I, I, I do actually these, like you say, a good idea. Like if, um, say your dad, like I, said, I hate to say dad milk, because those are dads who would be great for you. Yeah. But say you got someone who doesn't know all the control, can't master it. If on the tablet they can make calls or something like that. But it, it's the, it sounds interesting in principle. It's the same when, like when I think they added goalkeeper control. Yeah. Yeah. And you just think, actually, I don't just want to stand here for most of the game. Mm-hmm. And then every now and then dive to the left dad, or right. Dad going, hurry up. Well, every yeah. time you're taking goals, kick. Come on. <laughs> Come on. So, you could do it now. Just. Yeah. But I, do, I do like the idea of when video games used to be like crazy fun. I know things like big head mode, big ball mode, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I like that kind of shit. It's fun. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Like zero gravity. Off. I think all in that, all those cheats were brilliant. Yeah. Like paintball gun mode. Yeah. Do you remember when the, the super fairy animals were in one? It's a true story. True story. One of one of the old FIFAs. Yeah, I think it was one of the old FIFAs. I think, well, I think they did the soundtrack to one of them. I can't remember mm. which one it was. And there was a cheat mode to get them in the game as as. I wouldn't big know heads. what they look like anyway. So Welsh. Mm. They look Welsh. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Oh. Right. It was just obviously there's been some dark news about Welsh pop stars this week. So, uh, no, Alex, move on. Move <laughs> on. <laughs> Joseph from Melbourne writes in says, uh, "I wanted to write and express some genuine rageless disappointment." Rageless, apparently. So he's he's not that disappointed then. Well, well, he's disappointed. He's disappointed, but without, without angry. Yeah. So oh. he loves the UK. <laughs> Stuart, not familiar with that concept whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> so he's. He loves the UK podcast because it's so un-American, which is good. Uh, I don't listen to podcasts here, unbiased news reports. I listen for quality banter, opinions on gaming news and events, and to have an insight from what someone on the inside is experiencing. Personally, I'd have loved it if you told people crying about Expo or PS4 bias not to listen to podcasts hosted by real people with real opinions. Your opinions are genuinely valued by proper podcast listeners. Oh, and then he just goes on to say he was just a little bit worried that we're, we're losing, our, losing our balls. But I don't think no. that's the case at all. I think mean, we're all very opinionated, but there isn't a lot between them. It is as simple as that. So which one's better? Well, bought a PS4. I'm just going to ask you that every week. I, you can do. I, I, I've, I said every week I've, I've bought a PS4. I've got a PS4. Okay. But that doesn't I mean that... Xbox is, it's but, more expensive. Yeah. But that's only because I can't afford to buy both. 
but if somebody wants to buy me one, I'll but, have it. but we're making the same decision that all the yeah. people out there are making. Yeah. You know, but, it's, yeah. it's it's down to choice, isn't it? And a lot of the PS4 stuff mm. is is because everybody here's got a PS4, and you, so we'll play the games on the same system. But I don't think there's a lot in it. Yeah, and I can imagine over the next three months, I'm probably going to be playing my Xbox 360 and PS3 probably a bit more. Because there are more games for it. Yeah. Mm. So. But I will be getting, hopefully, an Xbox beginning the next shift Titanfall. Simple as that. Yeah. Cool. It's all about the games. Cool. Um, I have an email from Max Fuller, who says, I'm probably one of your youngest listeners at 13. Second 13-year-old on the podcast. <laughs> wow. Good stuff. <laughs> I, <laughs> I currently have a PS Vita and I feel that it has a lot of potential. However, I'm struggling to find games to play on it. The new Batman game, uh, Blackgate, doesn't look too good. Tearaway looks all right, but not really my style. Um, so he's looking for advice on that front. And is the PS Vita, PS4 crossplay any good? Can it be used as an extra controller? Hang on. Well, I mean, Tearaway, to me, from what I've seen from cutting the video review, and Croops, I don't know if you'll back me up. Why would it not be somebody's type of game? Well, I don't know. Like, he hasn't said what kind of games he's really into. So if you could like, maybe send that in, we could probably advise a mm. little bit more smartly. I guess, I don't know, maybe he's not into platformers, maybe he's not into kind of but at the same time, puzzle games. It's a, game it, it's a really quality game. Platform. It's a really quality game. Yeah. And sometimes I think it's good to see stuff or play things that you're not naturally yeah. inclined towards. I you think know. far better to play a game like Tearaway that that's, that's designed for Vita than to go and play another uh, Call of Duty game yeah, or an, just an, another an, an, uh, A shit copy. version of a, a genre you like. Exactly, exactly. Um, there is loads of stuff that I'd get, if I was you, you probably already have it, but you just get... PS Plus and yeah. go through the Visa games that yeah, yeah, cycle yeah. through there because they're all really good. Gravity Rush is on there all the time. Uncharted's yeah. on there all the time. On but there. a lot of the indie stuff goes through there eventually. Like Spelunky's great. You can like you can while yeah. away many hours playing that on a commute to school. Um, so yeah, Spelunky's a great game. So the other stuff, Remote Play is really good. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you can actually use your Vita as a, sorry, as a secondary DualShock though. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we've tested that way around. I saw a lot of people posting pictures when the PS4 came out in America of them basically going, my trips to the toilet are going to take much longer. Yeah. There's a picture of them on the loo, not them in the picture, but them playing like Assassin's Creed 4 on their Vita. Mm. Yeah. And it's just looking super, super. It looks amazing. Yeah. All the same. And I think the range is obviously depending on the quality of your Wi Fi and where you are, et cetera. The range is pretty decent. It's like 50 foot or something. Yeah. Which is. I got my PS4. Around my house. My PS4 arrived today. So that's definitely something I'm going to like play around with a lot of the weekend. Cool. Can I borrow your Vita? Yes, you can. Thank you. Uh, we had an email from Mark Hudson. We were talking about QuickTime events uh, last week. And he said, last week you agreed none of you liked them at all. I think they work really well for an action game. In Tomb Raider, I found that a majority of them were cinematic and pulled the player into that game a little bit more. Didn't like them. I have to disagree. Yep. I found that the most irritating part of Tomb Raider really did. Annoyed the shit out. I mean, I found it pulled me out of the game more than anything. I, I, I just think it depends how they're done as well. But a lot of the time, the first time you hit a QuickTime event you're not watching the sequence, you're looking for a button press. Yeah. So you don't, you don't actually see any of the cool stuff that happens. They're, they're kind of more kind of naturally integrated into Rise because the dude you're like stabbing, you can yeah. do an execution. If you go for that, the guy flickers a certain colour. Right. So it says press like yellow or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or X, Y. God, is it repetitive. Mm. Like Rise is a super good looking game, but you, you fight the same three blokes all the way through it. It's the same right. three. It's do with skinhead. Dude with an axe, dude with a beard. Oh dear. Fat dude with a beard. 
Why is everybody looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise you appeared in your own game too. <laughs> in, in rise. You double up easily as a Celt and a Goth. <laughs> right. Um, Anthony says, um, once the PS4 is released, PS Plus will be mandatory brackets for online play following this do you think that the selection and quality of free games offered each month will degrade um i don't think it's linked to how many people use the service also i think the instant game collection how good those games are particularly in europe like if you compare u.s instant game collection to europe europe's getting a really sweet deal i can't that's like a big bragging thing for sony how good the quality games Mm. are on there so i don't think that's going to diminish any time soon i would say the more people that subscribe to playstation plus the more money that sony has to do good deals like with publishers so, yeah. Of, yeah do you see recently so this month oh, what, I ps3 i think you got metal gear revengeance right which is pretty Great good game. remember me yeah do you see what the xbox game for gold was I did, yes Ge- gears of war mm. gears of war one gears of war one mm. <laughs> next is- bit of feedback so just yeah. let that hang just in the air, like a, hanging in the air like a stale fart, just for a moment. So uh, Aidan Sims uh, wrote in saying, uh, as a PS3 and shortly PS4 owner, and with the obvious push to digital, I was particularly keen to see if Sony would bring the game prices on PS PSN in line with other retailers. Um, because obviously earlier this week, I think was FIFA something crazy like sixty pounds, sixty six quid, I think. It right. Was. Okay. Yeah. Now obviously that's changing, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. And then Andrew Smith also write, writes in saying, hey guys, just wondering how come the next-gen games are so expensive, most around £50, and this has put me off next-gen completely. Now, I have a handy chart here that compares. So, tell me uh, a next-gen game you want. Give me one. Uh, uh, FIFA. So predictable. I don't really want If you buy that on PSN Store, it's fifty nine ninety nine. If you buy it on uh, a game, it's forty nine ninety nine. If you buy it on Amazon, £47. If you buy it on Steam, it's not on PlayStation. 4. We should hasten. To, we should hasten to add that this bit of feedback was from early in the week. I know, and the prices have been adjusted yes. a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag fifty seven ninety nine on PSN Store forty nine ninety nine at game. So um, it is expensive, but that's convenience, right? Yeah, and hopefully, I think we'll get. Hopefully, we'll get into a situation where online there'll be periodical sales. Yes. And seasonal offers, yeah, and I think that would be great. Hopefully, I think over this next generation, for how long it's going to go on, I think that will become more and more of a thing. Yeah, as retail inevitably probably loses some of its power. But Got to, isn't it? Games are still expensive, though. You know, most of the games, even on Amazon, which tends to be the cheapest place, you know, it's high high forty. It's right at launch, though, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, they're, the never, they're like, never going to be this expensive. When Blu-rays came out, they yeah. were crazy. Oh God, you get, yeah, you no, get no, brilliant no. deals now. You get sometimes you can get them even cheaper than the DVD. I've seen that now. Really? Because well, uh, yeah. I bought uh, "It's a Wonderful Life" because I've never seen it, and mm. the difference on DVD and Blu-ray was a pound. And you just think, well, why wouldn't I buy the Blu-ray? Yeah. Merry well, was... Christmas, you dear old shaving alone. Spoilers? I've not seen it yet. That's not really a spoiler. Is it a Christmas? It, it, is, it, is, it is a bit. It's right <laughs> from the ending. So. Oh, brilliant! Thanks very much. <laughs> yeah, it's just Great. before he dies. No, right, I won't watch that then. I'll just get broke his I'll just break his leg. Yeah. So in, but it's the bit want, where the aliens are like. If you want to buy Knack, it's the same price on PSN store as it is on game. So that's like that's Sony controlling it. But well I just don't think anybody's gonna buy it. Oh Killzone's <laughs> the same on both. Nick. Yeah, Nick. that's a good point. So first party Killzone, fifty two ninety nine uh, game and PSN, forty eight quid on Amazon, Knack, and then be interested to see six months though when like Amazon are offering Knack for a pound. 
you think? <laughs> oh, poor old Mac. Poor old Mac. Uh, How much would you pay for a monthly subscription to all the games? All the games ever. Yeah. All ever the games made. ever. Yeah. It can't be that much though. But, uh, but the problem is you're not going to be have, have the time to play all the games that ever. That might happen. Well, you can't. It's like Netflix, isn't it? Well, is that going to happen with Gaikai? Imagine that. Access all PS1, PS2, PS3 games for a monthly be. subscription. That'd be sweet. It would be sweet. But uh, see, the thing is, so what's PlayStation Plus? 40 quid a year. Yeah. yeah which that is, is amazing a value. Even I've signed up to that. Even you have. Even, even you. You are the tightest yeah. man in the world. Yeah. Half Scottish, isn't he? Yeah. Are you? Hmm? Huh. Which bit? Your wallet. Top half. <laughs> the tight bit. Downstairs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's definitely not tight downstairs. <laughs> Don't make me cough. There's no difference between a yawn and a fart. Think about it. Mm. Right. <laughs> Let's just move on. Um, I have some feedback from Mark K. We asked last week if anyone else was having problems uh, downloading, listening to the podcast. And we had some people saying yeah, they haven't. A lot of and some saying that they are yeah. having some problems. And, and uh, Mark went into great detail, which I won't read out here, but we appreciate the feedback. And we're going to try and do something different this week to tackle that yep. problem. So. so basically it's Stuart's fault. Yeah. So now if you'd like to apologise to our podcast listeners. Tough shit. Amazing. Yeah. So what have you been doing wrong? <laughs> Um, uh, we think it's to do with the variable bit we rate. We or you? We think. It's, <laughs> I don't think anything. I think that you've made a mistake. Like <laughs> yeah. It's the difference between variable bit rate and constant bit rate, <laughs> MP3s. <sighs> so, like bitcoins. Yeah, just like bitcoins. So how are you going to fix it, Stuart? And in case you have uh, just paused the podcast on uh, an iPad or an iPhone, I'd like to say welcome to podcast number 207. And on this week's show... Or eight. Whatever it is, I don't care. And... <laughs> Ultimately, are you going to fix it this week? Well, I hope so because we're going to actually we're going to we're going to basically we or you are we're going to give it to <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> we're going to give it to iTunes and say here, iTunes, do this properly and see what iTunes does, as opposed to doing it a different way, which we normally do. So, why did you do it the different way? Yeah, in the first place, it's the way we've always done it. So I don't know what changed. Uh, True story. I, you changed. We didn't. Mm. What? What? Anyway, there you so go. yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, do let us know though what your experience is with this one. You can email um, Stuart Reed. <laughs> Mark also adds at the end of his uh, email. I'm from Blackburn and believe Daniel Kruper lives comes from up here. Doesn't sound like it though. <laughs> what? I've been. Yeah, I don't belong there anymore. How how long have you been down south? Down down south. Uh, I moved down in 2008. Okay, five years. Five years. Yeah, long time. You've got. Still, I've still got. Broad, I suppose northern accent. Yeah, but up north, it's, I've been disowned. Yeah, it's just wandering. It's not. It's not really broad, is it? It's I probably not think, anymore. It could be where. Like, it could be like. I think it's quite, if I went Blackburn, try going out in Blackburn. Blackburn. Blackburn, come on, Blackburn Rovers. Rovers, you're allowed to do that. You're from there. Yes. It's, yes. And otherwise, it'd be incredibly patronising. <laughs> Go talk, talk like that. that. Yeah. Mm. Do all of your voiceovers like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is uh, another piece of podcast uh, feedback from Andrew Bell. Uh, he said, I just wanted to tell you about my dream last night. Mm. Dream begins with my wife, some friends and myself walking around some type of outdoor convention. It was bright and sunny and we were all having a lovely time. We split up and arranged to meet back by the ice cream van later on. What? While, while I was exploring on my own, I received a call from an unrecognised number. I didn't answer it, as is my policy, but then I had second thoughts and dialed it back. <laughs> it was Luke Calamari. Sorry, Luke. It was my dream, though. 
Luke Calamari calling to speak to me about the UK, the IGN UK Twitter competition to win all the X-Bone launch titles. How exciting! However, the reality was anything but. Luke was very rude and hostile towards me. <laughs> not a dream. dream. Not a dream. <laughs> not a dream. It went a bit like this. Why didn't you answer my call? Sorry, I don't usually answer unknown numbers. It's not very good, though, is it? Uh, sorry, I don't know what else to say. Well, I was calling to say you've been shortlisted to win the IGN UK Twitter competition, but now that I've spoken to you, I'm not sure. Oh, right? Yeah, I wasn't that impressed with the picture you tweeted, but you looked like you might be, I don't know, amusing or something. <laughs> After talking to you, though, you just seem a bit boring and uninteresting. You don't have it. We've, we've barely spoken. Yeah, well, it's enough for me. There's an IGN store at the convention, though. Come over and we'll talk in person. And scene. Dismayed and still feeling a sliver of a chance, I curtailed it over as quickly as possible. I was met by the entire U- IGN UK podcast team. Hello. Hi. <laughs> by this point, Luke had poisoned them all against me and they all just laughed in my face. Piss off. <laughs> <laughs> Someone even told me to go home and come back next year. Go home and come back next year, you wanker. <laughs> I said that I recognised a few of your faces from Twitter, only to be told to get a real life, loser. You loser, get a real life. Dejected, I left the IGN stand and headed back to meet my wife at the ice cream van. We bought some chocolate for the drive home. Mine tasted awful. (laughs) Oh my God. A loser in life and chocolate. So that was my dream. Luke, I'm sure we'd get along much better in real life. Probably, Probably not. No, no. I hope so anyway. Especially not, not to write a film story. Right, I'm off to play my shiny X-Bone. Love the show. Keep up the good work. That's Andrew Bell. Brilliant. That <laughs> was oh, great. And yep. if you missed it, it'll be on BBC Radio 4 Extra. <laughs> Excellent. Good. It's like Kraken Nori. Yeah. Have you seen that? New I've, re- I've, been, I've recorded it. I've recorded it. Is it good? No spoilers. I, no, I've not seen it yet. Mm. I thought you meant you were on it then. I've recorded, I've recorded it. <laughs> I, I, I recorded one. Um... So, George sent in this bit of feedback. I assume he wants it being read out, so I'm going to read it out. Right. You might see what, where I'm going with this. Yeah. Thanks for the invite to the computer chess screening on Thursday night. I really enjoyed it, although I'm concerned my plus one didn't. So this was a screening of the movie Computer Chess, which we put on in London the other week. Chris is nodding. Chris, yes. Works well on the Chris radio. Chris is nodding, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep, there you go. Confirmed. Confirmed. It did actually happen. I invited my friend's sister... I secretly quite fancy. Ooh, ding dong. And everything was going well. Helps along by the free bar at the Check venue. <laughs> we had some dinner and everything was rosy. Then we saw the film and everything changed. We walked back to Oxford Circus Station and as I we split to go on different tube lines, she didn't even stop, but quickly said bye and just carried on walking. What Ooh. have you done? Oh, it's not our fault. <laughs> What happened? So he's bla- Tilly, he's what did you do? It's the movie that basically I, I, soured the night. In my intro, I did say it was a weird film. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm sorry. I feel bad yeah. now. So did she like? He, did she like the robot chess machines? Did she get to try them? He doesn't say. He, he said he really enjoyed it though. So thanks very much. Did but I, did I say of, something wrong? I don't know. Probably. Did, he, did, did he, you touch her? Did he like the film? He did. He really enjoyed it. Okay. She didn't. She went home. Well, he needs to find a girl with better film taste. Though. Yeah, there you go, George. There you go. Mm. I don't know. I, I probably wouldn't take a girl to go and see computer, computer chess. chess. <laughs> We're talking about computer chess. There's going to be retro chess machines. It's a free screening. It's, in, it's, it's in black, free bar. It's in black and white, and it's shot on video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I actually, it's probably that, isn't it? <laughs> I, I made an error. Just around the time I started here, I took a girl to see a film on a first date, this is so and good. it was just misjudged. <laughs> Because it was Zodiac, and it was about Ooh. a bloke who, Ooh, it's who, quite killed, long, isn't it? who killed young couples. Oh. 
and girls, and it was about a serial killer. Yeah. It just no, it just wasn't right for a first date. Probably uh, second date, maybe. Especially if you guys do the popcorn trick in it. <laughs> I miss you, Sarah Durham. Oh, dear. You should, no, take, you should <laughs> move on, please, quickly. Should have taken it to see Irreversible instead. That's Ser- more a first date movie. Yeah, Serbian film. David Trevino writes in and says, he's pretty excited about Robocop. It looks like it is going to be good. <laughs> or also what's bigger in it now? <laughs> Uh, and then he also continues, <laughs> what do you all think about the possibility of the Jacksonville Jaguars going to London? We could, I, 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 I don't have a thought about that. What are the Jacksonville Jaguars? NFL uh-huh. team might be relocating. NFL. What do you think about that, Chris? Being a resident sports fan. Oh, it might be fun. I'd go to... Relocating? To... Seriously? Well, permanently. Well, do, isn't there talk about them having an NFL team in Europe? Has that not been... Because they do those yeah. actual matches in the UK. Yeah. Would yeah, you not be do. well pissed off if they did a Premier League game? But there's, in, there's been talk about But it's that, pretty normal I know in America been, for these franchises to just move it's weird. to the other side of the country. I suppose, like, mm. if it came at the right time of it's year, awful. it'd be a good excuse for a holiday. If you're a huge, like, United fan or something, you like, they're out playing a game in New York. Mm. It'd be quite fun. I'd but, go and see an NFL game in London. Yeah, but it would if it actually relocated, it, surely it would die on its arse after a yeah, while. I think so. We like, we like football we like, here. We like real football Association here. football. Mm. Yes. Is that it? That was a bumper... That was crop. bumper crop, wasn't it? Yeah, good though. I enjoyed so, that. So, what games are out this week? Hang on, oh. let's do the call out for more feedback first. Oh, give us your feedback. Please. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> IGN, IGN underscore. underscore. You, you can get feedback, feedback at, at IGN.com. <laughs> now people think their podcast is. I spoke with our Stuart's bit thing didn't work. Norman, oh. Norman Collier. What's it yet? Yours yet? Mute. What's it yet? It's your radio I really hope that actually means something when you play it backwards. It does. It's a confession about our girl. Also, iTunes UK on the Twitters and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Games out this week. Can I just say, I was in Toys R Us last weekend. How much for Angry Birds Star Wars oh, on, on console? Xbox? Yeah. Ooh, a little bit more than it is on your iPhone? Just a bit. How much? It's like £33. Pounds. Fuck that. £33. Fucking pounds. And it's like two pounds on iPhone? Something, something like, that. like that, yeah. Cheap. Cheap. You can buy a Roku set-top box with it built in for that Yeah, price. but who wants to buy a Roku, Stuart? We've been through this before, <laughs> mate. Roku, please. Anyway, also out. All of the PlayStation 4 launch games are All out of them. Today. What's the pick of the bunch, Al? That's a toughie. Mine's it's a Marvel tough. Lego. Is it? Yeah. Or I've, Assassin's Creed. So the only one I've spent... A fair bit of time playing so far is Call of Duty, and I must admit, I think the single player is an absolute <sighs> stink pot. Ooh. Ooh. I'm not enjoying it. Battlefield 4 looks nicer as well, a lot nicer. Why it look, it aren't looks you pretty. enjoying it? Because it, it's a uh, current gen game in slightly better Resolution. clothes, yeah. uh, but not really that much better. It mm. does look the same, doesn't it? Like, it really does. Like that yeah, engine yeah, yeah, yeah. looking a bit. It just rusty. feels feels really tired. Um, and this could have been the opportunity to go and do something new and exciting and god i'm bored of it fair enough so, what about you oh you said didn't you marvel lego superheroes that's just my own preference like i think mm. it's a good game anyway and assassin's a good game anyway so it's almost the current gen yeah. games yeah 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 but you're if you're really into your games you experience it in a high resolution yeah slightly improved graphics so it's kind of like the ultimate version mm. yeah Super Mario 3D, 3D World. World, which I played a lot of last weekend. I've almost finished it. And it, it's true what everyone's saying. It's brilliant. Oh. There you go. It is brilliant. And they know... Have you heard the story about... It's actually... Uh, 
It's an anecdote in Eurogamer's review by Chris Donlan yeah. about one of the theories about how they make Mario. Right. It's really interesting. Apparently deep in um, Nintendo EAD, people are, the whole teams are assigned to just doing Mario stuff all year long, day in, day out. Not with a game in mind, but they just come in and they work on new power-ups, yeah. new ghost houses, new mechanics constantly. And then they go, right, what's the best? So they have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of prototypes for Mario. Yeah. And then when they come to make a game, they just like cherry pick the very best ones. Right. And I just think that's a really interesting way of doing it. And it really shows because they'll have an a, a item or a mechanic for one level that's better than any other game you play. Yeah. And then next level will be something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so rich. And yeah, but it's probably not worth buying an entire Wii U for. How much are they now? <laughs> 180? Yeah, like again, as I say, Amazon were doing a good deal. I think you got uh, a Wii U premium with Lego City, whatever that's called, and something else. I think it was 199. A lot of cash, isn't it? But that's, you know, you get a console with uh, three games. You get Nintendo Land in there as well. It's not bad. Mm. Films. Films. Um, Freebirds is out. What's that? Don't really know. Uh, it's animated, the... animated film. Oh, it's it a, looks it's terrible. Like Thanksgiving time movie. It's got some big stars in it. Oh, yeah. Can't remember yeah. who. I saw, I saw, um, I've seen a trailer for I it. I saw a picture of Tom Butler, who we who is actually alive. He's dead to us. Um, yeah. He went in his new incarnation went to a free meal for free birds. I th- I'm sure he does not interest in that movie. He sold, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He sold out. He sold out. Yeah. Honestly. That's why we got rid of him. He sold out. Yeah. DreamWorks animation, isn't it? Is it DreamWorks? Oh. Or is it- what was your tweet at the weekend about DreamWorks? Oh, DreamWorks animation. They annoy the piss out of me. It's just like, it's just like that irritating colleague at work. They're just, they're just something about them that just... Their personality. It's like DreamWorks Animation's personality is the most annoying thing. That's way longer than 140 characters, yeah. I'm sure. I, it was something almost. Go and, go <laughs> Keep repeating and, yourself in this go tweet. Go look at my old tweets. But it's right, it's isn't it? Because there's, there's something about every every DreamWorks Animation film. It's, 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 off, just, it? it's just shouty people. It's just the whole script is people shouting at each other. It's like it's like an animated EastEnders. It's fucking awful. I'm not sure I've actually seen a DreamWorks film. You, Shrek. No. Is that DreamWorks? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it yeah. is, yeah. Shrek was all right. I thought I was Shrek. The Shrek, first Shrek was okay. First Shrek was good. Anyway, we're getting bogged down in anti-Dreamworks banter. Uh, Class, of 90- Class of 92 is out. Uh, it's a Man United documentary, which I watched and reviewed, and I really enjoyed. And I'm not a Man United fan, although a lot of commenters seem to think I was. Yeah, Chris, but, you um, are. It's all about the generation of players that came through Who's in the- 92. So it is Beckham, Skulls, Giggs, Butt, and Gary and Phil Neville. Who's, and- the, who's the most likeable out of them? Like, um, you see, you get quite a lot of them. It's not just archive stuff. There's they all lot. come across quite likeable, to be honest. Sk- Sk- Skulls is just a bit shy, you can tell. But obviously everyone quite likes Gary Neville since he stopped playing football and become yeah, quite a yeah. smart pundit. So was it shot back then or was it no, shot it's, now it's shot looking now. back then? It's shot now looking right, back and you've right. got talk, them like extended interviews with each one of them separately. Yeah. But quite a few scenes of them just having banter around a table, drinking wine right. and kind of having a, having a laugh. And you, it really comes through right. that they are best friends in real life. Yeah. Which yeah. is also like shared such a, a huge part of their lives together. Mm, yeah. They grew up mm. together. And it's got a really mm. nice narrative. It kind of builds and builds to the 99 treble winning season. That's kind of ends there. But yeah, yeah some really funny, f- funny anecdotes in it. Um, really Saving Mr. That. Banks is out, which really you guys have seen. Yeah, loved it. Well, yeah, we saw it a couple of weeks ago. It's really, really funny and quite touching. Heartwarming. Yeah. The story behind Mary Poppins, is yeah. it not? Yeah, and how 
Walt Disney I never knew this story. It's one of those kind of I don't. Did you know anything about how Walt Disney kind of relentlessly pursued the rights for for twenty years? For twenty years, because his kids loved it. Yeah, and. Um, the author Travis, she was like really resistant. She didn't want to give it up. She didn't. It was she was vehement. She didn't want it being a cartoon, one of his silly cartoons. Mm. And Emma Thompson's fantastic. She's really good in it. There's, there's, we were saying there's only one bum note, and that's Colin Farrell who plays the father of Emma Thompson when she's a young girl. He's 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 always tricky. It's a bit much, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's not great mm. in it. But but the film itself, you you can overlook that because it's a really really genuinely heartwarming. Fun, and it, and it's movie. interesting as well. Yeah, yeah. Because it does, you know, there's a lot of really lovely period details. There's some good archive material yeah. in there. We should be putting up a feature this this week about uh, Walt Disney and, and Disney, the corporation. In that, it's, it's full of trivia. One of them is that I believe Walt Disney died at his desk. Or if he, if he didn't, the, the last thing they found anyway, he, he'd written the, the name Kurt Russell on a mm. piece of paper. And no one knows why. Including Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell killed wow, him. Wow, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, poisoned him. Uh, it's not that hard to he, he was a, was Kurt Russell wasn't even really a massive child star back then, was he? <laughs> no. Ma- massive child star. <laughs> Eight foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, look kid. He did become contracted to Disney, though, yeah. as a teen. Has anybody seen the latest uh, couple of episodes of Walking Dead? Yes, no. I have. I've stopped watching With it. the governor returning. Yeah. He looks exactly like Kurt Russell. Does he? What, a snake? Well, you've seen it. Pliskin. Yeah. Season four. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know. Is it Kurt Russell? It, the recast. Well, but, he's, but he's got the eye patch. He's got the long hair. And he's got to say I, the president in twenty four hours. I, I honestly couldn't watch it without thinking it's, it's him. How funny! Yeah. I will. I will uh, think about that okay. if I bother watching the next Kurt episode. Uh, yeah. And Carrie, the Carrie remakes also out, which I'm sorry I haven't seen. I, I hear it's almost like shot for shot. Not quite oh, shot for shot, but really very, very like, similar, yeah. In trailer, I really hope that the entire original movie is going to be, like, condensed into the first, like, 40 minutes, mm-hmm. and then you'd have, like, a bigger story. Like, So it's just the same. I believe it is. Because I haven't read anything, but mm. when I when I went to a press conference for it about 18 months ago now, um, they were saying that they were adapting the book rather than remaking the film, and there'd be lots of stuff in it from the book that wasn't in the original version. Right. So I don't know. We've done a nice little video, though, on the site about mm. all the cast picking their favourite screen queens. Yep. Who's your favourite screen, screen queen? Screen, screen, <laughs> screen queen. It's got to be Jamie Lee Curtis. For you, maybe. For me, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like Stuart's all Stuart's allowed his own opinion. Yeah. I like the Just best, for training places. The best of. What? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> on that rather vague... Um, have you seen the remake of Old Boy? No. Hmm. Bad we we gave that. it a very negative review. Yeah. I've got minimal interest. Yeah. yeah. Just pointless. Yeah. yeah. The original's so good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everyone go and see Old Boy and let the us original. know what you think before next week. The original. What go and right. see the old the old boy or the yeah. new old boy? <laughs> old old boy. Right. New boy. Old, old boy. New boy. <laughs> New boy, come here. Oh, New boy. boy with a massive child actor. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com is the email address to get hold of us. Hook us up on, or hook us up, hook, hit hook us, us up, up on Twitter. And for the, uh, what, are you, what are you requesting? <laughs> That's it for this week's podcast and for probably Stuart forever. Yes, I think I'm having a stroke. Save it, save, save the podcast. Oh, and Daniel Radcliffe will be on next week's podcast. Promise, oh, yeah, yeah, not yeah, this yeah. week's. I, I, got, about him. I got my dates wrong. And we've got some really good guests coming up in the future as well. We're going to have Richard Armitage. From The Hobbit. Hopefully. We have the directors of Disney's new movie, Frozen. Which yeah. is proper guess. Proper yeah. guess on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Still can't we're win. not messing it. about anymore. Can't win an award, but fuck them. Oh. oh, well, we're going to go for the Sony Award, are we? I think we should. They're not Sony's anymore, though, are they? And we're going to be on, we're going to be on your radio soon as well. Yeah, yeah. we are. Over Christmas. So just teasing that. For yeah. Mm. Download the IGN app on PS4. Thanks very much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.